Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Pastor Eli James here. This is Genesis to Revelation on Eurofolk Radio. Today is November 18th, 2023. It's only about a week, or actually less than a week, to Thanksgiving. So uh, I just want to announce I'm going to be out of town. I'll be actually in California next week. And uh, so we won't be able to do uh, Genesis to Revelation. I was just telling Dan that for some reason, Genesis to Revelation has more technical problems than any of the other shows that we do. But And, and I almost didn't get going today. But how are you doing, Dan? I'm doing good. How are All you? That's outstanding. Yes, yes. And so uh, we wanted to get started on the book of Isaiah. Uh, but we have a commentary on the book of Isaiah that, that uh, you know, Dan's going to read through, and you know, we'll comment on that as we go along. So uh, next week, there, will sh- there should be uh, a full slate of shows, starting with Restoration Hour. So from Saturday night through Sunday, the, I'll be able to do full slate of shows, but not uh, probably not uh, Yahweh's Covenant people on Friday and Genesis to Revelation. Also, I want to announce really quickly here that my friend Daryl McClanahan who was a, a citizen of Missouri, and he was running for Congress in the state of Missouri, he has filed a lawsuit against the ADL for slander because the ADL listened to a show that he and I did on Eurofolk Radio and accused him of being a racist. Now, it's interesting that even though the, our shows, we spoke favorably of, of a black guy, who is uh, exposing the mortgage racket to Americans, and he was actually imprisoned unjustly. And so we were pleading his cause that he should never have been arrested. And uh, and there's a, and who's this one uh, Jewish guy who um, was shot by a police officer in Missouri, very also unjustly. Uh, the, the police officer was high on some kind of drug, and so we were pleading his case too. So they can't accuse us of being anti-Semites now. Anti-Semites can they now, Dan? No, they can't. No. We, we plead for justice, and if the Jews are committing injustice, then we expose it, right? There's nothing anti-Jewish about that, okay? So anyway, he has filed a lawsuit, and that lawsuit is going to proceed this Monday. So if uh, you would pray for him, and uh, uh, and I'm going to try to assist him, but I, I'm going to be in California next week, so I can't do that. If the case is continued, I will definitely drive up to Missouri and help him with that case. It's pro se, because there's no lawyer in the world who will take a case against the ADL, and you know, know that too, don't you, Dan? That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they're all powerful in this country, and they have their ADL versions in every other country in the world as well, right? So anybody who bucks the Jewish establishment, is that is anti-Jewish well, for me to say that? Well, APAC is the most powerful lobby around. That's right. Absolutely. And, uh, and who, what does every presidential candidate do when he wants? Um, <laughs> what does he do? He goes over to Jerusalem. He puts on that little hat. Right, and he a beanie. Hip and down against that wall, just yes. like the, the yeah. Jews. That tells you right there they are all. And now I don't care if it's a Republican or a Democrat; they all do it. They all do it, right? Uh, and uh, the Bushes did it. Clinton did it. I don't know. Did Reagan do it? I'm not sure if he did or not. I don't uh, have a picture of him doing it, but I definitely uh-huh. have pictures of of uh, Clinton and Bush and right. Obama. Okay. And Trump. He, even Obama. <laughs> Even Obama. That's right. right. They all do it. They know where they're. They know who butters their bread. That's right. Who knows? Who who who, who, who greases their palms? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, right. Right. Okay. So I have yet to get the. Um, wait a minute. Here, let me go. Uh, okay, Isaiah. Hold on. There's a an ad came up. Uh, Oh, cremation planning guide. <laughs> the cremation planning guide came up over my copy of Isaiah. How do I get rid of this? You know what? I had to reopen that because uh-huh. um, it kept putting a wanting me to stop my ad blocker. Oh, so, really? Oh, yeah. It was, 
but I was able to get it pulled up again without it. Don't without answer, it. answer the question when it asks you if you'd like to receive notifications. Just don't answer it. Just yeah. Okay. I had to refresh it and I got it again. Yeah. Well, this uh, this this ad popped up in spite of that. So anyway, this is from the World History Encyclopedia. Isaiah, we just want to give uh, give you a how should I put it a, a Judeo version of the Book of Isaiah. A few paragraphs here. And then we'll give you the meat. <laughs> okay. All right. Over to you, Brother Dan. Okay. This is um, about Isaiah. Isaiah was one of the major prophets of ancient Israel. Isaiah is Hebrew for God is salvation. Isaiah is one of the longest prophetic books, 66 chapters. Originating in the 8th century B.C., it was updated at least twice in the 7th and 6th centuries B.C., the Babylonian and Persian periods, and perhaps the Hellenistic period from the 4th to 1st centuries B.C. Scholars sometimes refer to these sections as Proto-Isaiah, chapters 1 through 39, Deutero-Isaiah, chapters 40 through 55, and Trito-Isaiah, chapters 56 through 66. Prophets were the Jewish, they have Jewish versions. Yeah, Judahite. Judahite version. Right. It was a term for a person as well as a place. Categorized as divination, this was the way humans communicated with their gods. The oracle was possessed by the deity and served as a vehicle for the words. Sometimes the deity appeared in a vision. At other times, the prophet could experience an out-of-body journey to heaven and receive information from God or his angels. Okay. In 722 <laughs> BC, right. the Assyrian Empire conquered and destroyed the northern kingdom of Israel. This is when 10 of the 12 tribes of Israel were lost to history. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, lost to Jewish history, <laughs> but yeah. not to not to our history. Okay, no, because so they migrated over the Caucasus Mountains and became known as Caucasians. That's right. That's right. And they should know this, but they don't because the Jews don't teach it. And if the Jews don't teach it, the Judeos don't believe it. <laughs> All right. That's right. Okay. Unfortunately. Yep. In 587 BC, the Babylonian Empire conquered and destroyed the southern kingdom of Judah and Solomon's temple in Jerusalem. The prophets of Israel explained both disasters by claiming that the sins of the Israelites, specifically their idolatry, led God to punish them. However, they also offered a message of hope. Sometime in the future, God would intervene once more in the final days. Eschaton in Greek. At that time, he would restore Israel to its former glory and rectify all injustice. Okay, so that's Probably. where the term eschatology comes from. It means the last days of uh, you know, prophecy, last days of prophecy, which we're in now, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. The prophets related their visions and experiences as secrets that were revealed to them. Apocalypsos in, Greece, in Greek. Criticism of the dominant ruling powers was often construed as treason, and so their literature utilized allegory and symbolism. Modern scholars refer to such texts as apocalyptic eschatology, the study of secrets revealed concerning the final days. The book of Isaiah displays the elements of apocalyptic eschatology in both his visions and predictions for the nation of Israel. Isaiah opens with an oracle from God against the people during the Assyrian crisis, which he states, Hear me, you heavens, listen, earth, for Yahweh has spoken. I reared children and brought them up, but they have rebelled against me. The multitude of your sacrifices, what are they to me, says Yahweh? I have no pleasure in the blood of bulls and lambs and goats. Your new moon feasts and your appointed festivals I hate with all my being. They have become a burden to me. Okay, so I this think. is a yeah, a very very important verse because what this is telling us is that those Israelites invented their own rituals instead of the rituals that Yahweh wanted them to perform, right? But the the question here for all Judeos has to be, has to be since the Israel in the Old Testament was constantly being punished by Yahweh for their sins. How is it 
that Yahweh isn't punishing the Jews <laughs> for their sins today, right? I mean, come on. They're just annihilating the Palestinian people. They've started three world wars and uh, communist revolutions, and Yahweh doesn't punish them for this? They're living on stolen land over yeah. there in Palestine. Right, right. Yeah, so uh, why is he not punishing them? Why? Because they're not Israel. And they have a diff. They have their own. Uh, how should I put it? They have their own date with judgment, right? And that's the 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 tares, the prophecy mm-hmm. of the wheat and the tares, and the tares will be gathered and burnt, and then the second coming and the wedding feast of the lamb. So all this stuff, uh, and of course they're not Israel, so none of that applies to them anyway. All right, please continue. I was going to say about these new moon feasts and appointed festivals, we, we do that today as well. I mean, yep. Leviticus chapter 23 lists all of the different uh, feast days that we should be celebrating, and we don't celebrate any of them. Right. Right. We you should know, be. Yeah. We make up our own. We have New Year's. We have Halloween. We have you know Thanksgiving, none of which are mentioned in Scripture yeah. anymore. All Babylonian, <laughs> well, yeah. not, maybe not Thanksgiving, but certainly Halloween and uh, Christmas and Easter, definitely Babylonian. Valentine's okay. Day. There you go, Valentine's Day. What, what's that other date they have? Uh, sweetest Day? When did they invent that one? They just, Which Sweetest, what? Sweetest Day. Have you not heard of that one? I haven't heard of that one. No, okay. Well, the, the more candy they can sell, the better, right? Oh, yeah. It, it lines their pockets and makes us sick. Right? That's the whole point of all this candy, right? Halloween through Sweetest Day. And then, okay, you, got, you have to have that candied candied pineapple on top of Easter ham, right? Uh, make you even <laughs> sicker, right? All right, yeah. please continue. Now, of course, now he uses the word Judaism, and before we even go there, it's really obvious we will not find that word Judaism in the Bible anywhere. It's a false appellation. Uh, Yahshua referred to it as the law and the prophets. Our religion did not have a name. The only, in my opinion, the correct name is Mosaism, right? Mosaism, because our people and only our people were given the Mosaic law. So our religion in the Old Testament is Mosaism, and it still exists. The law has not been done away with, as many of these denominations falsely teach. So we're struggling. This prophecy that their feast, haven't our people substituted our own feasts in place of Yahweh's feast? Doesn't this apply to us today? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's what we, yeah. That's what we were just saying with all these uh, yeah. different holidays that we celebrate and not one yeah. mention of any of those in Leviticus chapter 23. Yeah, the Hebrew feast days. We, we should be practicing those instead of all these secular, and of course Halloween is even satanic, right? Yeah. Feast day, right? Okay, but actually so is Easter, the way the Catholics practice it. They have all this frolicking and revelry going on in uh, New Orleans and Rio de Janeiro and who knows where else, where it's actually kind of like reminiscent of the, uh, you know, what, what do they call this? The uh, Saturnalia. It's more reminiscent of Saturnalia than it is of anything uh, scriptural, you know, or, or godly. All right, back to you. And Easter is actually a mistranslation of Ishtar. Oh, yeah. Ishtar, is yeah, yeah, yeah. Fertility. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah. You know, it should be Passover. We celebrate Passover. Amen. And, and you know, there's even in the King James, Dan, there the 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 word Easter appears in the New Testament one time. one time. How did that slip Acts through? Chapter twelve, verse three. That is the only time that word appears. Yeah. So how did that slip through? I mean, uh, I guess the Catholics yeah. insisted on it. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So we're we're dealing with these your new moon feasts and your appointed festivals. He says, I hate them with all my being, and there's no doubt that he still does. Okay, yeah, you were going to say. Um, that's it. That's all okay. I have to say. All right. Okay, let's continue. A couple more paragraphs here. Okay. This passage has often been interpreted as a condemnation of Judaism, per se, particularly for the details of the cult of the temple in Jerusalem. However, the dominant theme of I. 
Isaiah is repentance or turning as in turning back to God by eliminating the elements of idolatry that had become a part of Israelite worship according to the prophets. At no time did Isaiah demand that the traditional sacrifices and rituals be eliminated, but sacrifices without repentance and purity of heart meant nothing. Well, again, uh, the the author doesn't show much understanding the fact that the Israelites had substituted pagan rituals in place of the Hebrew feast mm-hmm. days is what's really going on here. It uh, it doesn't say, well, obviously, if you're celebrating a pagan uh, celebration, you're not going to get any repentance. So it's not just about repentance. It's about the fact that they were practicing paganism. I'm yeah. surprised the author doesn't mention that. Okay. All right. Well, a couple more paragraphs. Down, okay. okay go After ahead. the Assyrians had conquered and reduced the northern kingdom of Israel, King Sennacherib in 701 B.C. sent an army to subdue the southern kingdom of Judah. Isaiah encouraged King Hezekiah to resist. According to 2 Kings chapter 19, an angel of God fell on the Assyrian army, and 185,000 soldiers were slaughtered. Judah was ultimately conquered and destroyed by the next rising power in the region, the Neo-Babylonian Empire. The Babylonians took the Judean priests, scribes, and aristocrats to their capital city, Babylon. This period was known as the period of the Babylonian exile. When Cyrus the Great conquered Babylonia and created the Persian Empire, he permitted the Judeans of Babylon to return to Jerusalem and rebuild the city and the temple. In this sense, Isaiah referred to Cyrus as the Messiah, or anointed one, for his role in the prophesied restoration of Israel. Like the other prophetic books, Isaiah listed all the sins of the Israelites and their neglect of God's commandments in social justice. However, he also condemned all the leaders and the kings of the other nations for their corruption. He included oracles against each of the neighboring empires of Israel. Isaiah contains the same message of future hope found in the other prophetic books. On the day of Yahweh, the tribes will be gathered and brought back to Zion. Currently condemned, nevertheless, Isaiah has a message of hope for the nations. In Isaiah chapter 49, verse 6, It is too small a thing for you to be my servant to restore the tribes of Jacob and bring back those of Israel I have kept. I will also make you a light for the Gentiles, that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. Okay, so at Mount Sinai, Israel to, was to be model, the model that would lead all the nations to conform to the God of Israel. In Isaiah chapter 49, verses 22 and 23, it states, Kings will bring your sons in their armies and carry your daughters on their hips. They will bow down before you with their faces to the ground. They will lick the dust at your feet. (laughs) Then you will know that I am Yahweh. Those who hope in me will not be disappointed. Okay. Is is this enough? You want me to keep going? Yeah, just the one more sentence here. Uh, This last paragraph from Isaiah 2, 4. Okay. Yeah. Isaiah chapter 2, verse 4, the message is that God would not only restore Israel, Israel, but also the original plan of the Garden of Eden before the fall. This will be a utopian existence where the wolf will live with the lamb, the leopard will lie down with the goat, the calf and the lion and the yearling together, and a little child will lead them. Isaiah chapter 11, verse 6. God will judge between the nations and will settle disputes for many peoples. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war anymore. Isaiah okay. Well, yeah. Maybe the Israelis should take the hint, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? But we know they never will because they're not Israelites, okay? So here it's obvious that he, the author is taking a universalistic approach that uh, all the world will, you know, hear the gospel and uh, bend, bend the knee. Well, that doesn't mean that they become Israelites and the, the, the world of Judeo-Christianity is totally flummoxed by that false claim that the gospel would be universalized in the New Testament, okay? No such thing ever happened, 
and uh, it will not apply at the end time. So we Israelites, but uh, the point he makes here is very good, that the original, restore Israel, true Israel, that's us, not the Jews because they falsely believe that the Jews are Israel, but also the original plan of the Garden of Eden before the fall. Well, okay, so what was the original plan in Genesis chapter 1? To whom, to what people was dominion given in Genesis chapter 1? To the Adamites. That's right. To the Adamites. Yeah. Not to the Jews, to the Adamites, right? So The word this... Jew isn't even mentioned in the first five books of the Bible. Yes. I mean, it's not, it doesn't even come into play until 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 16. That's the first time that that word is even, even mentioned. That's Scripture. right. Yeah, and it, uh, and it just differentiates between the house of Judah and the house of Israel. Yeah. Not, yeah. not about Jews at all, okay? All right, so let's go to the book of Isaiah, and we'll, uh, verse, uh, chapter 1, verse 1. Chapter 1, the vision of Isaiah, the son of Amos, which he saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem in the days of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah. Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth, for Yahweh has spoken. I have nourished and brought up children, and they have rebelled against me. The ox knows his owner, and the ass his master's crib, but Israel does not know. My people does not consider. Now, interestingly, why don't the modern Judeo-Christians apply these verses to the Jews? The ox knoweth his owner and the ass his master's crib, but Israel doth not know, my people doth not consider. If the Jews are Israel, how obvious does it be that the Jews aren't obeying Yahweh's laws? They don't know him. Yeah. Yeah. When did they stop rebelling against Yahweh if they ever were Israel, (laughs) right? (laughs) You know, they they don't consider these things. All right, back to you. No, no, they're, they're, but you know, it's it's surprising. There are some people who are waking up to this. Yes. I I do see more of it. Not a lot, but a little bit. Yeah, it's uh, like I made the point last night on Yahweh's covenant people that if you actually peruse the comments on a lot of these websites that are either talking about Gaza or the Jewish question in general, mm-hmm. yeah, the the, com- the people commenting are almost all anti-Jewish and pro-identity. So there's a lot mm-hmm. more of us out there than meets the eye, but we're just not organized like the Jews are, right? So that organization mm-hmm. won't take place until just before the, the – the, what is it, uh, Matthew chapter 13, the – prophecy of the wheat and the tares will apply okay and Yahweh is assembling his people you know without our knowledge you know they're everywhere we're everywhere and when the time is right we'll make our appearance okay back to you verse four ah sinful nation a people Mm. laden with iniquity a Mm. seed of evildoers children that are corruptors they have forsaken Yahweh they have provoked the Holy One of Israel unto anger. They are gone away backward. Mm. Why should you be stricken any more? You will revolt more and more. The whole head is sick and the whole heart faint. From the sole of the foot, even unto the head, there is no soundness in it, but wounds and bruises and putrefying sores. Oh, good. <laughs> they have AIDS. AIDS. COVID. <laughs> Yeah. They have not been closed, neither bound up, neither mollified with ointment. Your country is desolate. Your cities are burned with fire. Your land, strangers devour it in your presence. Amen to that. Yeah. And it's desolate as overthrown by strangers. We see that today, don't we? For as sure. Well. Yep. And the daughter of Zion is left as a cottage in a vineyard, as a lodge in a garden of cucumbers. As a deceased city. Well, at least she's got cucumbers. (laughs) (laughs) Not much else. Right? Except Yahweh of hosts had left unto us a very small remnant. We should have been as Sodom, and we should have been like unto Gomorrah. Right. There's that remnant again. Yep. Yep. You you rulers of Sodom. (laughs) Give ear unto the law of our God, ye people of Gomorrah. 
To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices unto me, saith Yahweh? I am full of the burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fed beasts, and I delight not in the blood of bullocks or of lambs or of he goats. When ye come to appear before me, who has required this at your hand to tread my courts? Bring no more vain oblations. Incense is an abomination unto me. The new moons and the Sabbaths, the calling of assemblies, I cannot away with. It is iniquity, even the solemn meeting. Your new moons and your appointed feasts my soul hates. They are a trouble unto me. I am weary to bear them. And when you spread forth your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Yea, when you make many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. Wash you, make you clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes. Cease to do evil. Learn to do well. Seek judgment. Relieve the oppressed. Judge the fatherless. Plead for the widow. Come now and let us reason together, saith Yahweh. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured with the sword. For the mouth of Yahweh has spoken it. Okay, so again, the idea of free will is definitely prominent here. If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. There's no way that Yahweh determines our actions. It's all up to us. Absolutely. Okay. I don't yeah. know how anybody cannot see that. All right. Okay. Yeah. Very clear. Amen. Okay. So the unfaithfulness of the Israelites is what precipitates their demise, their chastisement, their judgment. Okay. Our judgment. And so, as Paul says in the New Testament, if there were no law, how could there be a judgment? <laughs> right? What would the law, right. what would the judgment be based on? Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. there'd be no such thing as sin, because sin is transgression of the law. There you go. And that's in the New Testament, folks. Sin is transgression yep. of the law. Okay. So, our unfaithfulness is being highlighted right away in Isaiah, and all the prophets did this. All the prophets uh, in, in contradistinction to the priests, I'm wondering how often the priests of Israel would chastise the people for their sinfulness. There's not much record of that. Okay? No. Yeah. Kind of like today, right? Yeah, right. It's the priests that are uh, prime, top evildoers, right? They, they pretend to be righteous, but in their private lives, they're whoring around with the, <laughs> the women of the congregation, right? They're taking money, bribe money to change their doctrine. Uh, they're, uh, they're, they're not practicing the feast days. They've basically abandoned the law. Oh, yeah, and they're 501c3 corporations, yep. which means they're not obeying Yahweh's law. They're obeying the IRS. Mm -hmm. How much more unfaithful can we possibly get? Oh yeah. yeah, it's, Go it's ahead. the preachers and the priests that are the uh, not, you know, blowing the trumpets, giving the the warning signs. To no, they're they're the last ones to blow the warning sign. Mm -hmm. They will be very surprised when it does blow, right? Okay. All and right. that's why I think so many people don't. You know, it, you can't blame. I mean, the, it, it is part of the people's fault, but you have to put most of the blame on these preachers. That, right. That just teaching them. The word. Yeah, and uh, and uh, what do you call it? The, the theological cemeteries that uh, follow yeah. follow the Schofield Reference Bible, which was promoted by the Jews, circa 1910, and that's where all of this false doctrine comes from. The Schofield Reference Bible. So, uh, yeah, that was a, a master stroke by the Rothschilds to promote that. You know, to promote him, C.I. Schofield, who was a womanizer and a reprobate. Uh, abandoned his family, and even though he was being well paid by the Rothschilds to to create these notes, he never gave a dime to the wife and children that he abandoned. So this is the character that you know, created the the reference notes for the Schofield Bible, folks. Wow. Okay, and this is a person who guides the thought of modern Christians today. Because really, it's just been in the last hundred years or so that people have had this this Jew worship. 
That's right. You know, we uh, throughout, you know, the Jews have been thrown out of over 100 countries since 250 AD, and we were warned about them from Martin Luther. Remember his 95 yep. theses on the the Jews and their lies, right? And then the founding fathers warned about Jews. I mean, every generation, you know, for thousands of years knew about these people. It's only recent, recently that yes. You know, yeah. <laughs> haven't known. We don't know. Our people don't know. Yeah. yeah. And which corresponds to the prophecy in Second Thessalonians chapter 2 that there would be a great apostasy just before the second coming. And that's what our that's where our people are at. They have apostatized against the true faith, abandoned the law. Uh, they have, as we were saying, have their own celebrations instead of biblical celebrations. And so there's going to be a great chastisement coming for all of these Judeo-Christians. But I agree, it was you can't blame the flock sitting in the pews for being lied to, right? However, it is our responsibility to obey his laws and to have a love for the truth. And that's <laughs> really lacking among the, the vast majority of Judeo-Christians today. And I, I think um, it's uh, psychology, and the Jew is a master psychologist. Yeah. And, and the whole doctrine of antinomianism is flattery. It's based on flattery that, oh, you don't need to obey Yah's laws because you believe in Jesus. <laughs> right? You love right? Jesus. All you got to do is believe and love that's, Jesus and know that's he a, loves you and you're saved. You're good to go. That's all that yeah, all it requires. Yeah, and it's so childish, but that, that's the way it is. <laughs> so, in other words, it doesn't require any effort on our no part. No effort, exactly. Yeah. Okay. No effort on our part. Just okay. believe. Right. All right. This is where we're at, folks. So, back to you. Uh, verse 21. How is the faithful city become a harlot? It's <laughs> full of judgment. Righteousness lodged in it, but now murder. Oh, man. Thy silver is become dross, thy wine mixed with water. Thy princes are rebellious and companions of thieves. Yeah. Everyone loves gifts or bribes, better translated. You mean and they were watering of... down the, the booze even in those days? <laughs> 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 oh, my goodness. Okay. They follow after rewards. They judge not the fatherless. Neither does the cause of the widow come unto them. Therefore saith the Lord, Yahweh of hosts, the mighty one of Israel, Ah, I will ease me of my adversaries and avenge me of my enemies. And I will turn my hand upon thee and purely purge away thy dross and take away all thy tin. And I will restore thy judges as at the first and thy counselors as at the beginning. Afterward, thou shalt be called the city of righteousness, the faithful city. Zion shall be redeemed with judgment, and her converts with righteousness. And the destruction of the transgressors and of the sinners shall be together. And they that forsake Yahweh shall be consumed. For they shall be ashamed of the oaks which ye have desired. And ye shall be confounded for the gardens that you have chosen. For you shall be as an oak whose leaf fades, and as a garden that has no water. And the strong shall be as tow, and the maker of it as a spark. And they shall both burn together, and none shall quench them. Okay. Well, this is not a prophecy of the first advent, because it's talking about the total destruction of uh, the evildoers of Israel. Okay? So this is definitely an end times prophecy, and uh, cannot be misconstrued to be you know, the, uh, the first advent. Okay, mm -hmm. so uh, let me uh, let me switch to my. Although he 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 will prophesy about the um, uh, southern kingdom being taken into captivity by the oh, Babylonians. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so Tol is something. It's from uh, Nehoreth, Nehoreth in the Hebrew, something shaken out. That is Tol, the as the refuse of flax. So we would call that the. Uh, I guess you call that the dross, you know, the, uh, the the chaff, the chaff. So we will be like chaff and uh, blowing in the wind, <laughs> right? 
And that's that's how our people are. They're bl- being blown around by false doctrine, having no solid foundation in Scripture. Wow, what an amazing prophecy, folks. All right, definitely apply to today. All right, back to you. You know, you know, there we blame the, the priests, like I was saying, but when you think about it, there is so much information out there today, and with the internet, you know, you can go and people can read about this stuff. You know, you don't have yeah. to be totally ignorant, right? But yeah. I think a lot of people are just so we're so distracted today. You know, we've got football games, we've got you know. Computer, I mean, um, phones, internet, you know, just inter- all kinds of entertainment and movies and much more much more distraction today than, say, 100, 200 years ago when there was no such thing as television. Right. Oh, man, yeah. Yeah, you can say a television, radio, and all, all of which are controlled by the Jews are resp- in addition to the Schofield Reference Bible – all of these things began in the early 20th century, and because mm-hmm. our people have allowed themselves to be distracted by false teaching and by, you know, by the world, you know, the, the glitz and glamour, how you gonna take them, uh, keep them down on the farm after they seen Perry, right, or Las Vegas, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, the glitz and glamour of this world, but what, what does uh, John say? Love not the world. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's nothing but a distraction. All right. I would say we've become a nation of idolaters. Oh, for sure. You know, because yeah. we, um, and I, you know, an idol can be anything you put for Yahweh. It can be your job. It can be your entertainment. It can right. be spouse. It can be your, you know, a spouse or your money. kids. Yeah, money. Money. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. There's all kinds of things out there to distract people today. Yeah, I'd say for most of our people, status, you know, and keeping up with the Joneses has been a major issue. But now it's, you know, don't we don't we worship allopathic medicine doctors? Yeah. Hasn't that been our main downfall the last few years? Mm-hmm. Yeah, those what do you call those poison peddlers, right? <laughs> yeah, well, look that, at all the people who were duped over the COVID issue. Yeah, right, right, and also <laughs> universities. You know the the fact oh you get a get a college education, why and be turned into a communist? Is that why you go to mm-hmm. college? <laughs> right? Uh, our people exactly. better wake up yeah. fast. All yep. right, yeah, okay. All right, chapter 2. The word that Isaiah, the son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. Okay, now we're talking about specifically Judah. Yep. Okay. And it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountains of Yahweh's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow unto it. Okay, now here, this is, uh, all right. So this is talking about the house of Israel, actually, not just the house of Judah, but Jerusalem has a prophetic meaning, and that is his kingdom as overseen by us, by his people Israel. (laughs) And, of course, we have been exalted up until the uh, Edomites have been exalted over us, right? And because uh, the, the prophecy of Isaac says that Esau will have dominion over Jacob at some point in time. There's no clue given there with that prophecy is when that will happen. However, it's obvious to me that happened at the Battle of Waterloo when the Jews uh, took control of the European banking and European royal yeah. houses, getting them all in debt to the Jews. And that's when Esau... Uh, took the dominion away from our people, from Israel, from Esau. I mean, from Jacob, okay? Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that. That is a major turning point in history. That's when the Jews, uh, I, Esau, uh, had, had the dominion over Jacob. And we're seeing the the result of that right now in these days. So judgment has to come to those Jews. It has mm-hmm. to, and it will. All right, back to you. So they basically 
when they when they got that control, it was basically uh, financial control. Yes. And they've been able to just buy their, this control over us and this dominion right. over us. Yeah. And uh, our Federal Reserve is a perfect example of that. It's a private corporation. It's not yep. part of the government. So as Meyer Amschel Rothschild stated, give me the power to issue a nation's money and I care not who makes its laws. Right? Mm-hmm. Totally. America has been taken over by Esau since 1913. No doubt about it. Even though our Constitution says that only gold and silver are considered money. That's right. That's right. That's what the Constitution says, but we don't pay any attention to that anymore either. Right. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Please continue. All right. We will... Let's see, I left off, where did I leave off? Uh, Verse 3, I believe. Yeah. And many people shall go and say, Come ye, and let us go up to the mountain of Yahweh, to the house of the God of Jacob. And he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law, and the word of Yahweh from Jerusalem. And he shall judge among the nations, and shall rebuke many people. And they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. O house of Jacob, come ye and let us walk in the light of Yahweh. Therefore thou hast forsaken thy people, the house of Jacob, Mm. because they be replenished from the east and are soothsayers like the Philistines. Replenished from the east. Wow, could that be... Nimrod, <laughs> right? <laughs> Nimrod, Semiramis, etc. Yeah, back to you. And they please themselves in the children of strangers. Oh, man. Is that true of us today or what? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Their land also is full of silver and gold. Neither is there any end of their treasures. Their land is also full of horses. Neither is there any end of their chariots. Their land is also full of idols. They worship the work of their own hands. Mm, that yes. their fingers have made. Yes, yes, yes. Well, interestingly, yeah. Uh, today as well. Oh, for sure. Uh, Chicago is a perfect example. Even in Chicago, the blacks are getting tired of all these illegal immigrants coming into the city, right? <laughs> and, and, and how should I put it? Spoiling the neighborhood, <laughs> right? <laughs> And it's gotten to the point where South American immigrants who have landed in Chicago uh, don't like the cold weather, and they're getting on on planes and going back to Colombia or wherever they came from, right? It's not working out so well. Plus, and this is true of many major cities, all of the illegal immigrants, especially in New York City where the government pays the hotels – to house them, well, the hotels are finding that their hotels are full of bed bugs and other creatures and have had to kick these immigrants out. So the government of New York City has had to create shelters for all these illegal immigrants, and it's not working. It's not wow. working, okay? The, the, uh, the plan is not working out too well, folks. That's a good thing. All right. All right, mm-hmm. so this is where we're at, folks. The, the best laid plans of mice and Jews will fail. <laughs> Here we are. Okay. Verse 9. And the mean man bows down, and the great man humbles himself. Therefore, give them not. Enter into the rock and hide thee in the dust for fear of Yahweh and for the glory of his majesty. The lofty looks of man shall be humbled. And the haughtiness of men shall be bowed down. And Yahweh alone shall be exalted in that day. Amen. Amen. For the day of Yahweh of hosts shall be upon everyone that is proud and lofty, and upon everyone that is lifted up, and he shall be brought low. And upon all the cedars of Lebanon that are high and lifted up, and upon all the oaks of Bashan, and upon all the high mountains, and upon all the hills that are lifted up, and upon every high tower, and upon every fenced wall, and upon all the ships of Tarshish, and upon all pleasant pictures. 
and the loftiness of man shall be bowed down, and the haughtiness of men shall be made low, and Yahweh alone shall be exalted in that day. And the idols he shall utterly abolish, and they shall go into the holes of the rocks and into the caves of the earth <laughs> for fear of Yahweh oh, man. and for the glory of his majesty when he arises to shake terribly the earth. Okay, so this cannot possibly be the first advent because none of this happened around the world. There was an earthquake in Palestine when Yahshua was crucified, <laughs> right? But the bringing down of the entire planet, as Isaiah is prophesying here, has not happened yet. We are yet to experience that. So get ready, folks. This is going to be the great and terrible day of Yahweh. I don't think anybody will get through this without being terribly afraid and shaken into their very being. So the only way you can avoid this kind of shaking is to be righteous. Obey his laws, as it says in... Um, Revelation chapter 12, verse 19, the last verse of Revelation 12, though it will, the kingdom is for those who keep the commandments of Yahweh and have the faith of Yahshua Messiah. Nobody else will get in. Okay, back to you. As he says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Amen. All right. Verse 20, in that day a man shall cast his idols of silver and his idols of gold, which they made each one for himself to worship to the moles and to the bats. Oh, wow. Okay. Are that two <laughs> football teams <laughs> or soccer teams? There you go. <laughs> two soccer teams, the moles versus the bats. Okay. To go into the clefts of the rocks and into the tops of the ragged rocks for the fear of Yahweh and for the glory of his majesty when he arises to shake terribly the earth. Cease ye from man whose breath is in his nostrils. For wherein is he to be accounted of? Okay, now that word man is from uh, Adam, H, Hebrew word 8120, which means to show blood in the face. Okay, so don't rely on the fa fact that you're a white person. That's not good enough. You have to be, as I like to say, you have to, it's, it's race plus grace, yep. not race by itself. Okay, how do you get grace? By obeying his laws. That's the only way. All right, chapter 3. For behold, the Lord, Yahweh of hosts, does take away from Jerusalem and from Judah the stay and the staff, the whole stay of bread and the whole stay of water. The mighty man and the man of war, the judge and the prophet, and the prudent and the ancient, the captain of 50, and the honorable man, and the counselor, and the cunning artificer, and the eloquent orator. And I will give children to be their princes, and mm. babes shall rule oh, over them. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, Madonna, Britney <laughs> Spears, who else? Uh, who, who's Are that? you naming false idols now? Yeah, No, we will be ruled. Our society is being ruled by these... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. rock mavens, right, etc., etc., right, and false priests galore, right, mm -hmm. and, and uh, Madonna even became a Jew. Uh, she had she practiced did. Kabbalah for many years before actually converting to Judaism, right? Didn't Trump convert to Judaism? Yes, he well? did. Yeah, there I were no, so. hardly any headlines about that, but yeah, his second year in office. He converted to Judaism. That's actually reported by Rick Wiles. And, okay. Uh, yeah, and et, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. And also it reminds me of the prophecy by uh, uh, who was the uh, general of the British troops that surrendered to Washington. Uh, not Mountbatten. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't think of his name. Cornwallis. Cornwallis. He, he prophesied to, to General Washington you may have won this war, but within 200 years, your country will be converted to Judaism and not know it. Yeah, he sure <laughs> right? did say that. Yeah, he yeah. sure did, right? And that was reported by Joe McCarthy. That was probably uh, one of the reasons why the Jews had to get rid of Joe McCarthy, other than the fact that he was exposing all these Jew communists in our government, right? All right, please continue. I mean, it, it just amazes me that all of these people back many years ago, knew this about Jews. Right. You know, you had, there was oh, yeah. Cornwallis, that, the Founding Fathers, Benjamin Franklin said something. 
Martin Luther wrote his thesis yeah. on the on the the Jews and their their lies. He wrote a book about it. You know, it goes back years. Everybody knew for thousands of years about them. Right. And here Amen. we are today, totally clueless. Most people don't know anything about it. Yeah, it's amazing how the Antichrist has totally taken over the planet. And isn't it isn't it crazy? They're still saying the Antichrist is yet to come, even though First John says the Antichrist is already here, and there are many, there are many Antichrists. Yes. Many Antichrists, yeah. Yeah. How many are there? <laughs> Can you well, count them all? If, it, it says yeah. anyone who denies that Jesus is the Christ or the That's anointed right. is an Antichrist. So yeah. that would include Jews. That would mean Muslims, yeah. right. Hindus, Buddhists. Faithless, faithless Christians. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They think they have faith, but they really don't. So, yeah, they're all in big trouble. Well, maybe the shaking that Isaiah is talking about will shake them to their core and make them realize that, hey, you have to have a love for the truth and you have to have a love for Yahweh's commandments, which is the key of David. He loved Yahweh's commandments, Mm -hmm. which is not, uh, yeah, which is not true of the clergy. Not true of the Christian clergy, and certainly not true of the Jews. So between Judaism and Judeo-Christianity, this world is ripe for judgment, folks. Ripe for mm-hmm. judgment. Okay. Oh, get ready. How can anyone, uh, I hate to keep going on, but how can anyone say that Jews are the chosen ones of God when if you read their, their Talmud, some of right. the nasty things that are in there, why would God choose a people like that to be his chosen? People? Yeah. Yeah. Well, makes, even before I knew anything about the Bible, that never made any sense to me because I had heard of the Talmud and I heard seen quotes from it. And I thought, well, these are God's chosen people. That doesn't make any sense. And it just, mm-hmm. even before, as before I knew anything about yeah. Christian identity. Well, that's going to be part of Daryl McClanahan's defense and because uh, he's the one who filed the lawsuit, which is going to proceed this coming Monday. And so I prepared a bunch of quotations from the Talmud and Jewish admissions that they do not worship Moses, the Mosaic law, but they worship their own law. And uh, therefore, if we, if we make this public, if we make the Talmud public, does that make us haters? Does that make us anti-Semites? Okay, these are words coming from their own mouths. Mm-hmm. Is it anti-Semitic to quote a Jew? <laughs> right? <laughs> right? And, uh, yeah, I mean, come on. Well, uh, as I started the show by saying, please pray for Daryl McClanahan that uh, this lawsuit proceeds. He's doing it pro se. Okay, because no lawyer in the country or in the world would dare to file a lawsuit against the ADL. You know, he would be crucified for doing that. And he would so, be out of a job. For sure. Out of a job, for sure. He might not even be able to uh, be on the stock market either. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. So, d- doubly cursed if he if he goes there. Right. No no lawyer would dare do that. So. Pray for Daryl McClanahan that he succeeds in this lawsuit. All right, with about four minutes left, uh, please take it. This is a short chapter, so please continue. And verse 4, And I will give the children to be their princes, and babes shall rule over them. And the people shall be oppressed, everyone by another, and everyone by his neighbor. The child shall behave himself proudly against the ancient, and the base against the honorable. When a man shall take hold of his brother of the house of his father, saying, Thou hast clothing, be thou our ruler, and let this ruin be under thy hand. Mm. In that day shall he swear, saying, I will not be a healer, for in my house is neither bread nor clothing. Make me not a ruler of the people, for Jerusalem is ruined. (laughs) Judah is fallen, because their tongue and their doings are against Yahweh to provoke the eyes of his glory. Now here it's clear that Jerusalem is a prophetic Jerusalem because all of this is about the end times, okay? Not just the literal city of Jerusalem, which, by the way, is under the curse of Yahshua that he put it under in Matthew chapter 24. But please continue. For Jerusalem is ruined and Judah is fallen because their tongue and their doings are against Yahweh to provoke the eyes of his glory. 
The show of their countenance does witness against them, and they declare their sin as Sodom. Mm. They hide it not. Mm. Woe unto their soul, for they have rewarded evil unto themselves. Say ye to the righteous that it shall be well with him, for they shall eat the fruit of their doings. Woe unto the wicked, it shall be ill with him, for the reward of his hand shall be given him. As for my people, children are their oppressors, uh, and we women rule over them. O oh, my people, they which lead thee cause thee to err and destroy the way of thy paths. Yahweh stands up to plead and stands to judge the people. Yahweh will enter into judgment with the ancients of his people and the princes thereof. For you have eaten up the vineyard. The spoil of the poor is in your houses. What mean ye that ye beat my people to pieces? And grind the faces of the poor, saith Yahweh, God of hosts. Moreover, Yahweh saith, because the daughters of Zion are haughty, and walk with stretched forth necks and wanton eyes, walking and mincing as they go, <laughs> and making a tinkling with their feet. Okay, just turn on your television set <laughs> to see that. Okay. Therefore, the Lord will smite with a scab the crown of the head of the daughters of Zion. Ooh. And Yahweh will discover their secret parts. In that day, the Lord will take away the bravery of their tinkling ornaments about their feet and their calls and their round tires like the moon. The chains and the bracelets and the mufflers, the bonnets and the ornaments of the legs and the headbands and the tablets and the earrings, the rings and nose jewels, the chains <laughs> oh, and no. the mantles. That has made a comeback, hasn't it? Nose rings. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the wimples and the crisping pins, the glasses and the fine linen and the hoods and the veils. And it shall come to pass that instead of sweet smell, there shall be stink. And instead of a girdle, a rent. And instead of well-set hair, baldness. And instead of a stomacher, a girding of sackcloth. And burning instead of beauty. Mm. Thy men shall fall by the sword, and thy mighty in the war. And her gates shall lament and mourn, and she, being desolate, shall sit upon the ground. Well, it's interesting because World War One, World War Two, and now World War Three, our men are falling by the sword, and the women, some women, have joined them, haven't they? Right? Mm -hmm. How stupid is that? Right? No. Yeah. Okay. All right, folks. Down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we are in the midst of all this prophecy, folks. We are lamenting and mourning, and yet we refuse to wake up. But there is a sign that there's light at the end of the tunnel. Let's uh, let's pray for that. Praise Yahweh. Pass the ammunition. See you all next time. Thank you, Dan. Yep. Thank you. See you next okay. week. Okay. Bye bye. Yeah. Bye bye. Oh yeah. A week. Okay. Bye bye. <laughs>